I'm back from Arlington, baby. I missed dry air. Man. Mmm. Oh, but you know what you missed? Do you know what you missed? Uh, the entirety of the Arlington Major? I mean, not much. Just casting in front of an audience? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I didn't want to, like, you know, that that feels below the belt <laughs> for me to say that. That, that feels really, really inappropriate. <laughs> um, whew. Missed all the socializing um, that was happening at the, uh first u.s major in like five years you probably missed getting both. covid and uh you missed how great the the crowd was for the grand finals uh mm-hmm. and that's uh that, that that's what you missed you didn't miss anything if you were a fan of uh, uh liquid or if you were like you know a fan of outsiders <laughs> holy fuck there are so many things to talk about all Dude, right it's so... been a week what do we do <laughs> We were talking about the podcast and saying Joey's going to go there and figure out whether or not Liquid is going to do okay. And, uh, Dude. well, turned out that was not the case. They didn't do so okay. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned last time that uh, I was going and I had to be the cameraman because because Dennis got COVID. Uh-huh. And uh, so that happened. I, I arrive on the scene with my camera and I'm like, hey, everybody, I haven't done this in a while. I'm going to film a vlog. <laughs> I'm just blending with the team. And instead of having some yuck, yuck, fun times, we had some QQ sad times, like a lot of really, really, really sad times. Um, I, have you ever driven in a car with, say, I don't know, 10 people for 15 minutes and just complete silence? complete silence and like gazing out the window as if the world is just passing you by because I have never had a more uncomfortable car ride in my entire life than after game three when they were eliminated to get no money and no points and not qualify for TI um Yeah, I can imagine that one was uh, rough. Can't say I've experienced that exactly. No, no Man, I... No one was at the venue when we were playing. The crowd yeah. was was Jabs, Blitz, Chloe, team manager, myself with a camera filming Blitz, uh, Alex, cheap stick when she wasn't, you know, uh, backstage, and Stormstormer, who was hanging out with us. There were five people in the crowd, and uh, I <laughs> didn't, un- no one told us that we couldn't cheer. No one told us oh. that we couldn't make noise in the crowd, apparently. So, uh-huh. so <laughs> in the, the middle of game two, when we're starting to win, I'm going like, fuck yeah! Let's fucking kill him! Get him! Get him, Aiden! Fucking get him! <laughs> and, and, and I don't know like, if I was picking up on like Lyrical's mic or something, but the PGL people are coming out and they're like, no, no. No, I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh whatever. I, I, I didn't see any no hooting and hollering signs, but that's, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the weird but okay when when who all right whatever it, it doesn't doesn't matter um r- real roller coaster of emotions real roller coaster of emotions i'm sure that th- th- this is a conversation i'm sure is going to be uh solved with the with the cap and blitz uh quarterly podcast where we talk about what's happened oh i'm not sure if i want to do one of those uh, anytime <laughs> soon that doesn't sound like a super fun time i imagine uh, the group that you were hanging out with mostly was uh, a lot of a lot of sadness and a lot of drinking and a lot of going out and doing things that were anything but Dota. No, no. Uh, most of the players just wanted to 
like play Warcraft 3 or watch anime or be sad in their own different ways. We did get some of them to go to Six Flags. That was fun. Uh, they all did like a Muay Thai kickboxing class a couple days after they mm. lost, which like which a lot of them felt really really good about. They had like like reporting that helped. Um, we did we did do some drinking. Um, I yeah. <laughs> I bought a non-zero amount of alcohol. Uh, I uh, goes on the company card, right? Uh, uh, John, <laughs> no. <laughs> John and Victory was not on the company card. Please don't listen to the podcast. Please don't, don't know, know some more. Like uh, proper expenses to you know, like for therapy. Uh, yeah, good therapy for the team, dude. It, it was rough. Like, okay, so I've been to two esports events post COVID, and both of them were crushing, absolutely crushing. I went to the LCS event where the team got third place when they were supposed to win, and I went to this where we needed to win one fucking series against Boom to go to TI, and we didn't do that either. So, um, you know, I, I I haven't been having the, the best the best string of luck with going to these tournaments currently. It is it is not great. It's not it's not it's not great. It's not great. Is that why you're wearing an EG shirt today? <laughs> so I took I so I took um for for context this is a this is a classic EG shirt this is this is a this is a vintage mm, yes. Starcraft two EG shirt old logo and I I brought it because when I was making content I thought it could potentially be funny to wear it in like some capacity and by this morning when I had to fly back it was the only shirt that I had left so I'm like well I'm taking the plane and then I walk on the plane and fucking like LGD are there and Blitz and Chloe. <laughs> there and lyricals there and they're like why are you wearing an EG shirt and I'm like ah, this is a long story um, <laughs> we all went back to LA today it was dude. did you have a decision making process there where you were like did you hold up the clean EG shirt and then like question. hold up some some dirty other shirt and clean shirt like, ah. <laughs> it was either clean shirt or sleeveless shirt at the airport and um, ah. I, I I didn't want that. I mean there's, there's there's kids around right 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 yeah. um, can't be uh, bringing those guns to the airport other, other, <laughs> thank you. Uh, other major stories. Um, probably one of the best things that happened, and I don't, I don't want to, I, I don't want to overstate something, but um, I think I'm friends with Ex Nova now, and that's really cool because I don't think he knows how much that I actually like him as a as a player. So um, that that's dope. He speaks great English. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, we 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 had a good time hanging out. Um, and had had a great time seeing so many uh, new and old talent and friends for the first time there's a lot of na dota people who just you know came because it was the first event in a while uh, and there was dude uh there was a lot of people there was a lot of people there was there was literally probably like a close to two dozen people who were like hey man really like side pull wish cap was here. nice and i'm like nice. and i'm like yeah kind of fuck him but can you see that the part about liking the show again <laughs> uh, <laughs> And that was because this is, this is like you the got first, it all on recording, right? Basically, yes, including yeah. me nagging you. It's it's the first time <laughs> that like there's there's been an event that I've been to since we started doing this, and I, it didn't even cross my mind uh, that that probably more people would want to do that or sign something or you know just just talk about the the show and say thanks. And ever I, I went through this weird like phase where at the beginning I started just um you know 
being self-deprecating about it. I'm like, oh, why do you listen to that piece of shit? Oh, bad, bad. And then I realized that that's not actually the response people wanted, and it's like almost rude. So, so I, I've been trying to get better at just saying thank you. And if and if I did, this is this is a very public apology. Uh, th- there's there's a small handful of people. If I did make you feel uncomfortable by just talking down about the show or myself or Austin, I'm sorry. I was just being socially awkward. Genuinely, thank you for saying hi. See, I get people tell me all that uh, that all the time at events or on my stream. They always say, uh, you know, say hi to Joey for me. I never pass any of this on to you, though. This is the first time he's ever done this. I, I, yes. This isn't a bit. Uh, I gotta first keep time. your ego in check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the event itself was... Um, how do I say this without flaming PGL? Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say really good because the crowd seemed really good and the games are really good. So, you know, that helps so much. That helps so, so much. And and actually, you know, that th- that's one of the really big takeaways. I don't know if the crowd was that spectacular until the last day. The last day they were really hot. They were really hot, especially with how crazy and fun game two was like that. That got mm. people's juices. Yeah flowing and i think that um by nature of people seeing spirit play on stage for the first time that the venue skewed a little bit more spirit than lgd which was also super super cool i think that the venue experience is really poor and this is not going to be like news to anybody who's read reddit at all but oh yeah i saw the picture of the the way in the back of the the stadium what it looks like for some of those uh, spots, it's yeah. I, I, if I was there, I would leave. I would just be like, "All right, this is pointless." If, <laughs> like if you have better view looking at it on your phone. It, correct, and people were watching their phone if they were sitting in the back of the room, which is crazy because it's like a five to ten second delay. But if you were not in the front half of the room, really, you were gonna have really, really struggle through the screen. So much so that as the days went on people started lining up earlier and earlier and earlier. So like the first day, people come around close to door time, right? They're like, okay, yeah, it's Friday. Like we're getting into it. Okay, we, we don't need to like line up queue super early. It's whatever. Some people lined up obviously, but like we don't, it's not going to be a big thing, right? Then I think everybody realized the screen situation. And then Saturday people come in and they're like, hey, everybody, oh, we got to get, gotta get there early. Got to get a good seat. And by the time Sunday rolls around, there's just a fucking line. People were queuing for hours just to get good seats. Uh, like they were showing up at the venue, which opened at 8.30, like an hour and a half before the games. They were showing up like some of them I heard before seven. Just, just, wow. just to go get good seats and then wait there for hours. So... That was, that that was a thing. Um, the audio mixing in the arena was pretty was pretty shite. Uh, all all of the ads were like twenty to thirty decibels louder than everything else. So anytime <laughs> oh, the no. breaks came on, like you know you know that Secret Lab commercial where they're like, super loud, super fucking loud. And um, my favorite commercial, I don't know if you watched the ads or if you were able to like uh, subject them all from, uh, uh, eject them all from your brain, uh, was the GG Bet one because <laughs> we all started going around and being like, gamers call it silky skills. That was, that was a good meme for the event. Horrible I, I, I ad. think I always have the ads muted it's so uh, bad. anytime, so I've only seen them. I don't think I've heard them. <laughs> so bad, dude. There wasn't, I, I wish 
and and I think that that uh, this this point of feedback is coming because the other event that I've been to was the riot event in Texas. Mm-hmm. I wish that Dota events had more. Oh, it was of like, like the same venue, zone. right? A different venue. The the riot one oh, was okay. in what was in like like the arena in Houston, and this was in like a convention oh, center. Right, 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 right. Sorry. I I wish that they had like a fan zone. I wish that they had a fan zone because the the concourse for the for the event just had like a couple of sponsors like the bitcoin sponsor it had like uh, a couple of pcs that sony set up where you can queue up and play dota and then it has like a really really bad merch table and i would have loved to have had like team jerseys at the merch shop or just to be able to have like liquid and eg or whoever cared enough to like have a little table out there where you could you know do a meet and greet make some signs you know just 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 activate like do something for the fans and and there really wasn't much for the fans at all there wasn't even really like official signings they were like super loose so i I think that my biggest point of critique is aside from like the size of the screen was that there wasn't a lot to do Yeah, that sort of thing is really important, I feel like. Um, I never realized how important it was um, because my, like, the very first LAN I'd ever been to ever was ESL1 Frankfurt. Mm -hmm. And that was obviously, this is like this big, like, carnival type deal where there's just a shit ton of booze in this, like, soccer stadium. And you walk through them in order to get to where the the seats are and where the 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 actual mm-hmm. uh, stages and stuff. And I didn't realize like how important that aspect is until much later, uh, much much later. And uh, now now I realize like because I I can't think of like how many times when have I really gone to a LAN event just to attend? I I think almost never, maybe never. I'm not sure if I've ever done that. I've gone as like press where I've done like interviews and stuff. Um, but that was like for DreamHacks, which is another example of like a carnival type feel. There's shit mm-hmm. tons of things that are going on there. You can check out. Um, so when it comes to these like Dota tournaments uh, or esports tournaments in, in general, like they are long days, you know, you uh, you need something to be able to spice it up. And I, I feel like uh, if I was a fan ever going to, to one of these events, I would make sure to go to one that I know is going to have uh, not even necessarily like other booze and stuff, but like at least like uh, Birmingham, I think, was pretty decent. There's uh, some good areas to walk around um, close to, to Birmingham, like outside of the stadium. I feel like that that is actually really important because... I don't think I want to just sit there the entire time and get blared at by these ads over and over again. When yeah. you were at Benaroya Royal Hall, I mean, this is like old, old stuff, right? Like, oh, true. You're yeah. in like downtown Seattle, basically. Yeah. So you can go yeah. walk to Pike Place. You can go hang out at different places. And yeah, in Arlington, like there's barely even sidewalks for the venue as you're against like AT&T Stadium and like the Texas Rangers MetLife Stadium. And like, there's not like Mm. a lot of stuff to do. You are, you are driving in, you are parking and you are staying pretty stationary for the, for the duration of the games. And there's, there's not a lot of food close by the, there's just venue food, which God bless everybody who has eaten that. And, uh, I, I think what was exciting to me is that it seemed like there is a proof that America can still sustain a Dodo event with like a medium sized audience. It sold out. Mm -hmm. The fans cared. Everybody was there 
basically all the seats were filled, right? I think that, that, you know, if you fix the visa situation, which they're attempting to do with, you know, that DPC schedule that leaked, right? If you, if you maybe have a little bit of a different venue, maybe you don't do them too often because you want to continue to like build up, you know, a need for them. I, I don't think that, that, you know, we're, we're done with events like this in North America and maybe I'm just on some copium because I know that uh, with all the visa problems, it seemed like super unlikely that we were going to, but I, I think the, the response was super positive. And also I heard that this was like the second most watched Dota major of all time. Oh, really? Yeah. I, uh, I was curious what the numbers would be like. I'm sure PGL will be very, very happy. Uh, to hear that, especially if they got it over ESL uh, Stockholm. So, uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure the most watched major was a uh, PGL major as well. So I'm sure they'll they'll taunt that one um, mm-hmm. once the the numbers are out and stuff. But yeah, that's uh, unfortunate that uh, that experience wasn't wasn't too good. My experience watching online was uh, fine for the most part. I didn't really. I didn't really notice any of like the big production problems like I did for that CSGO major that we talked about mm-hmm. um, and for TI. I mean, there definitely was stuff early on, but I didn't really see anything towards the the end of the event. I did notice, I always felt like, um, I think one thing that continually bugged me was that the, was the crowd loud? I mean, crowd, especially on the last day. The crowd was loud on the last day. I wasn't in the arena the entire time. I, okay. I I was there for the last series and like a couple of games Friday Saturday. Yeah, like uh, James James Banks and um, and then like sometimes the casters would would do a you know crowd hype up, mm-hmm. and uh, I I feel like they did not uh, they did not put in the the crowd noise as much as they needed to because that always sounded kind of like a, a pitiful response. Um, but and I noticed that even for like sometimes the the last day as well. Mm-hmm. So that was the only thing that I really noticed. I got to hang out with Banks a good a good bit. Uh, I would love maybe we should do this uh, if if he would talk to anybody about his his unfiltered comparisons of Dota to Counter Strike because I thought it was very funny. It was his first like Dota event and he was learning a lot about the players and the scene and the idiosyncrasies of of Dota as like a business less less of a game more of like a you know our our, our ecosystem. And mm-hmm. uh, he, hearing his takes as an outsider was like super interesting. And you know, not my stories to tell, but but he he was really super small to talk to, and I'm glad I'm glad that he was hanging out and vibing with everybody. Nice, nice. Yeah, that was uh, it was definitely some of those idiosyncrasies you could tell um, just as like an interviewer you could work out. Um, but you know, talent coming coming into a new game, it's always going to be difficult. You're always going to have those moments. So I think he did a pretty good job surfing over those issues i mean you do what you can there was there was a one reddit thread about him so i was felt a little bad about that but i think he handled it pretty well yeah but overall overall i think the event was a success i think i think that by most metrics aside from me being like kind of pedantic and nitpicky about some of the production stuff like success i think that only having i think that doing a moba in an arena that was built for fighting games and like overwatch definitely Mm. presents flaws i think that if they would have had a second screen like hanging in the middle like a lot of events do when they have flat convention seating like that that would have solved the majority of the problems 
because it was again it was just so funny if you haven't seen the reddit thread just like look it up for like pictures of people who are watching <laughs> from the back you can't you can't see what's going on it's it's like imagine loading up a dota replay on your monitor and then walking back about 20 feet that was that was about the equivalent of what was going on on the, yeah. on the big street in the in the in the convention center <laughs> It was really bad. I was definitely like, there's no way I'm sitting in that spot. Uh, that is not absolutely worth it. But uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll, there was something I wanted to be able to talk. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was so obvious. Like uh, the first time I had tuned in and I saw the stage, it instantly I was just like, Overwatch League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 fucking, the, the setup of the colors yep. that they have, that's like, that's, that's so Overwatch League that I just immediately recognized it. Uh, from the various footage I had seen of uh, of those games, but what did you think about yeah. the competitive results of the event? Um, I mean, honestly, I didn't really find anything super surprising. I, uh, like, I almost feel like the most surprising thing was the fact that Spirit won. Um, the I fact think so. that you know that I, I thought I definitely thought they were top four. I thought they would trip up somewhere along the way. I knew that they were going to the grand finals once they beat OG or no, once Aster beat OG. That's what it was because Aster did not look super clean. And I was convinced that Spirit was going to beat Aster and that we were going to see LGD versus Spirit in the grand finals again. And I thought LGD was really going to have that. I mean, LGD 2-0'd them in the upper bracket finals, but uh, Spirit, you know, they got that best of five magic, man. They just uh, take it to them again in a grand finals finish. It's uh, pretty crazy, honestly. And I love the fact, I think the my favorite story of all of that was the fact that there were so many links to the TI finals, uh, similar bracket setup, similar like, you know, the the reverse sweep sort of setup that they mm -hmm. got, um, you know, like there were so many things like that, but this time around they had a crowd and uh, you could see <laughs> the funniest thing. One of the funniest things that came out of that was Toronto, Tokyo, like where they, you know, where are you haters at now or whatever he said, uh, <laughs> which I feel like, most of the Dota scene just kind of went like, it just kind of like looked to their left and right and were like, "There's haters Wait, where? <laughs> where? No, really, where are the haters? Toronto, Tokyo? What do you mean? You guys are the TI winners, but uh, I have to imagine that, um, especially the the Eastern European and Russian scenes, that uh, there were probably a lot of uh, a lot of nitpicking and saying that they, they you know if it was only oh if there was a crowd or something like that that they wouldn't have been performed the same and, and that was obviously something that they actually rode the crowd uh energy really really well granted it was a crowd that was going to be very favorable to them um mm -hmm. you know so maybe they wouldn't have been able to ride that same kind of energy in like china or something like that or southeast asia where it would be a little bit more even some people were starting usa chance for spirit and i and i genuinely wanted to melt into a puddle <laughs> <laughs> I, I i wanted to find them yeah. and be like no bad stop stop bad yeah i always i i felt that way too whenever it, it, usa chance like people would ask me to sign flags I was just kind of like, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not super proud about the American thing right now, buddy. Um, <laughs> Do you know the flag code? You know you're not actually supposed to sign a flag, right? <laughs> I don't know. It was just like, oh, that stuff always makes me feel a little bit weird. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a part of that, just to be clear. 
There's a couple things that sur- that surprised me uh, for the playoff stage. A couple things that surprised me for the playoff stage. Yeah. I didn't expect Astro to come in third. Even, mm. even with their, their strong performance, like topping Group B. Yeah, because uh, the playoff choke, like they, they have done time and time again. I mean, their roster is not that different from the previous times where they have choked in these mm-hmm. tournaments. Yeah, yeah, they they beat what was you know they they lost the spirit in the upper bracket and then they proceeded to beat Etni Entity and Nog two one for both those series and I'm like okay like okay yeah cool good series I I and they they did take a game in the best three off spirit in the lower bracket finals too so like they were they were definitely performing they they showed up they worked but I wasn't quite believing what I was seeing I was still more impressed <laughs> with RNG honestly even though they they didn't do that well. Yeah, I mean, they ran into Outsiders, which was pretty rough, but then I then Outsiders ended up losing to Beast Coast, and I thought they were going to go pretty far in the lower bracket, to be honest. I, I really believed that they were going to do pretty decently well, but uh, then they didn't. <laughs> and then that cost them a ticket to TI, which we didn't know until just an hour ago or something. <laughs> we got off the plane... <laughs> In Los Angeles, this happened while we, uh, during our three-hour flight, and uh-huh. and again, Blitz and I were on the same plane. Uh, I had a row to myself, by the way. It, it it was a packed plane. The only three empty seats on the plane were my row, and I laid down and I watched <laughs> and I watched Lightyear wow. on my phone. I I laid down the entire row, like full back to see. It was great, <laughs> best flight of my life. I got off the plane and Blitz is like, dude, did you see what happened to Outsiders? And I'm like, well, are they okay? What are you talking about? <laughs> They're probably not okay. Look at look at Twitter and see uh, all the all the discourse going on for Valve correcting the DPC math. Basically, if you were to look at the DPC standings, which most people would do on Wikipedia, because it is what I would say is a reliable source. <laughs> it is the most reliable source in Dota 2 period for almost everything. They're very rarely wrong about anything. And they are probably, Valve is probably wrong about stuff on their own site. Sorry, Valve, but you're wrong more. You are wrong probably 10 times more often than Liquipedia is. You know, so it's not really surprising that people uh, trust Liquipedia at this point. Yeah, you know the the tool that was being referenced on the broadcast and by like everybody to see where people are DPC points. It was really interesting because the at the end of the major, well, at the end of losers round one, once everything was like really decided for TI placements, anyways. Outsiders was beating Fnatic by point zero five. DPC points to make it past the bubble into the 12th seed. That is a crazy story. That's not even winning by one point. That is winning by one twentieth of a point by the math that has been done and shown all season. And then my understanding of this, and 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 uh, I guess asterisk, this could be like a, the, the lightest bit wrong, but my current understanding of it is that when Valve was crunching the numbers of the site, they realized that the the math that was being done online and the narrative was incorrect, and once they applied their math, Fnatic had one more point than Outsiders. And that is a result of everybody in the in the previous system was just rounding up decimal places and keeping those partial points 
from the uh, like like percentage loss of switching players and not going to majors and what have you. Where so so we were rounding on Liquipedia, and Valve uh, whoa, was truncating. I don't think we were rounding at all. I think we were just. I think they were literally just adding points straight up. So there's no Valve no rounding. I don't think Valve gives any partial points. Was the whole which is what truncating is. I so yes, yeah, so they truncated the decimal, and when you do that, Fnatic has a, one more point than than Outsiders. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I think from two different situations, basically, they lost less than... Because uh, obviously, if you just 1,200.005, you take off the decimal, okay, then you're tied. Then it's a head-to-head situation. Uh, what, what for the life of me, then I just like... This just doesn't really make sense. Um, maybe the, Maybe this is some information that like I don't know about, but I don't know how public it is that like uh like i'm reading some of the stuff like knoxville is, is the one person who's like been the the most vocal about this entire thing and i i don't know like how thorough or how public um the this whole like point system has been exactly like people point to like oh if you look at this exactly or, you know like again like valve's Val science has been wrong about things before the thing that I just can't like really figure out is that like why would you do that? Why why would you do that exactly? Because then you're more likely to have if you take away these decimal points, you, aren't you more likely to have a tie? And isn't that exactly what you want to avoid? Like, don't don't you want to avoid having some sort of like head to head like okay now we have to go through the tiebreaker rules situation? Like I I feel like that they just like doesn't make any sense to me like why wouldn't you just keep all the decimal points just to like make it as clean i guess as possible and like who's actually going i think that it just there, makes sense to me I, don't know. I i think that there is some level of rounding that was happening and the stages that they rounded at there there is a reddit thread that i have not fully digested that that does try and break it down it looks like people are like okay that makes sense but it, it feels like the ultimate issue here is that there was not like a publicized formula of how Valve intended to calculate the point deductions, and people made like the most common sense assumption of what would it of what it could be, and they were off by some kind of nuance that is not the way that was intended, and that nuance also, this was the been talked about the entire time. <laughs> Like everybody had been saying, everybody was posting these numbers on Reddit. It was being talked about on the broadcast. Did nobody like nobody watching that? Like I had like it's it's a major on in in America. So I have to imagine like it's up on the, the valve offices somewhere, you know, like I have to imagine there's because they got screens that just have like streams and shit going on. Like I have to imagine it's there. Like did that not, not trigger anybody like. Nobody, nobody wanted to like slide into was some some talent or, or production person's DMs and be like, "Yo, you guys are talking about these Liquipedia rankings, not good. Don't do that." <laughs> yeah, like, like <laughs> and 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 like, shouldn't this stuff also be known to like the players and the teams? Like, shouldn't it be clear enough that like outsiders and fanatics should know when they're playing, what they're playing for? 
because like outsiders then just played the their beast coast match and i, I believe they already uh, if they believe the Liquipedia rankings anyway, I have no idea what outsiders' opinions on all of this has been. But uh, the uh, if they believed what everybody else was going off of, they mm -hmm. played that series thinking that they were already in TI. <laughs> it's 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 fucked. Um, it's it, it's fucked. I my assumption. I th and and I guess that the point of this exercise is that we probably shouldn't be assuming, right? When should you ever be? But this is probably a bad time too, anyways. Is Valve probably assumed that the Wikipedia was right until they ran the numbers themselves? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's it's my just... most plausible situation, I think. The funniest part is that, that they put out this tweet and. They uh, they talk about people using unofficial sources, which just kind of like makes me laugh. It was like some, some like you know this little bit of like a little bit of shade thrown at like Liquipedia, one of the most important sites in Dota two period, uh, and uh, and then they also like link standings. And, and apparently, when people clicked on the standings, it was totally empty. <laughs> They're like, if you just look at our standings and there was nothing there, that was pretty funny. That was a that was a funny little thing that happened. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Slacks made a nice little meme out of it. I does, does all of like Russia and CIS just hate Fnatic now? <laughs> do do Fnatic get like an unfair uh... shake here? Uh, from from like a whole potential region who is kind of grumpy about this because I, I think being I grumpy have... is probably valid, right? Listen, I don't think there's a whole lot to do with fanatic. I'm pretty sure that this is gonna whip up some conspiracy stuff, like uh, the West hating on Russia again. Look at us. Uh, you think Virtus Pro isn't gonna run with some? We've been canceled once again, boys. You don't God. think they're gonna come up? Someone with called some Jimmy really Ho. He has a PR he... shit. <laughs> so so yeah, someone, like, someone just... called Demon. <laughs> He knows what it's like to be canceled too, okay? Yeah, I mean, you know, Jimmy's gonna respond to one of those Knoxville tweets and just be like, see, facts and logic are on our side. <laughs> what a drive-by. That's so punching down. Um, <laughs> you deserve to fuck him. Oh, um, I, yeah, I, I was actually, that was one of the first things I thought about is like, oh man, people are gonna think this is like a conspiracy theory, right? Because like outsiders and VP and Russia and everything, right? That's that's mm -hmm. almost certainly you. That's already happening. Probably, I don't know for sure. I haven't seen it, but there's no way that that's not happening, and people aren't going to be permanently convinced that it is some some Illuminati bullshit. Yeah, I just imagine we haven't heard anything because the players are probably literally on a plane still <laughs> right now. I mean, people are coming back in America and in their back to another spot in America and getting out of the plane right now and figuring it out. You know, like. <laughs> Those outsider players, they probably did. They're probably sitting on the plane right now, and somebody has Wi-Fi, and somebody's just like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" <laughs> they got onto a plane, being guys, we're going to Singapore, and they're getting off the plane, <laughs> going, "Guys, we have to play qualifiers," which, man, crazy. I mean, given the span, like I honestly feel like uh, outsiders is a she win for one of the two spots uh, going to TI. Three. What? Every region's qualifiers has three spots, right? One goes directly to TI, and then two go to last chance qualifiers. 
Oh, it's two. And then the last chance, chance qualifiers is is a twelve team tournament for two seats into TI. I thought there was only one uh, spot for. I thought it was one last chance qualifier spot and uh, no one top three. Spot. Believe, I've talked to wow. a lot of people about this who are like, okay, so there's secret and there's Enigma and there's Liquid and there's Entity and one of those teams is not going to uh, not going to Singapore. Wow. Okay. So there's wait. So there's going to be two teams. So two. I know two teams come from the last chance qualifier. There's going to be two teams out of twelve. Correct. Oh wow. It'll be it'll be a twelve team tournament for the last two TI spots. Huh. Shows how little I pay attention to the this stuff. Honestly, I'm no, I hate format stuff. I just I just all I care about is like who's matching up against who. What I think are the storylines there. I think it's super hype. I also think it is just like easy, easy, easy peasy slots for for China and uh, and C. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most of these teams that like just barely, you know, squeak by and and did or did not make it. I feel like the ones that didn't make it are pretty secured for the qualifiers. I don't really think. I thought they were secured when there's only two spots, three spots. Uh, is as easy as hell. Uh, maybe the last chance qualifier is going to be difficult, but to be honest, like if you are like if you're not good enough to get through the last chance qualifier, you're probably not good enough to do well enough at TI to like who gives a fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like if you're one of these teams who are trying to qualify off of points, you know, if you're an evil geniuses and outsiders, if you're one of those, like you're trying to place top four, you're trying to win TI. You're not you're trying to just like you know barely make it and get. 15th so see though i think the last chance qualifiers are going to be lit right because oh yeah he, he, hear me out Th- this is what's going to be this is what's going to be important right out of southeast asia there's going to be three spots talon and t1 almost certainly have one of those two teams is going to be in the last chance qualifiers plus another c team that is also good in china you're almost certainly going to have rng or extreme gaming in the last chance qualifiers also really really good extreme was going to be at the major but they but they dropped out eastern europe whatever south america north america whatever western europe you're going to have in the last chance qualifiers some mixture of most likely liquid entity secret enigma two of those four teams almost certainly in last chance qualifiers so you're talking about a tournament for two TI spots that's going to have two solid Western Europe teams, two solid Chinese teams, and at least one really scary Southeast Asian team. It does make it so now that um, it does make, I think, the qualifiers a lot less interesting. Just because I feel like there are, like, the teams that people care about are probably secured. For, for like if they're not actually in TI itself at least the last chance qualifier which considering it's in Singapore and stuff like it feels like you're going to TI you mm-hmm. know so uh, I, I don't know it does make the qualifiers less hype um, but I mean I'm still I'm still gonna cast them one way or the other one way or another I think probably that, on my channel I think that uh, they got moved back a little bit too so we're looking at uh, September 10th is when they start ish Oh, okay, that's, that's nice. Last I heard. It gives a little bit more time off of uh, ESL one that's coming up, which mm-hmm. was uh, I guess the other short topic. It's uh, that got announced. I'm going. You're going. Hey. I saw your name on a, on a on a talent list. Yeah, 
I haven't been blacklisted. Mm. Not yet. Can't blackball me yet. No, I, uh, I'm going. I'm going with uh, Avery as well. Uh, looks like they've got three play-by-play uh, or three casting duos. So that means we should be able to get a good amount of casting in. I don't think I'll actually have to do... Like, I'm, I probably will do some panel, but I don't think I'll have to, like... You know, that thing that usually happens where it's like, uh, you know, okay, like, I'm doing panel, like, half or over half of the time and casting not so much. So I'm really looking forward to that, especially with the crowd, especially in Southeast Asia. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm, I'm looking forward to the event because I need to see some teams try and build some momentum up for up for these qualifiers. Yeah, what, what teams are those, Joey? <laughs> talking about Alliance? Yeah, they, they, I think they're going to do great. And uh, Nigma and, and Entity and, and Talon and Thunder Awaken. I didn't get to, you know, I, I, I didn't get to meet the cause. You know, I because he didn't go to the other events, so like I, I need him. Uh, I, I think I'll go meet him at TI. Need, need mm, more Southeast yeah. Asian representation. You know what the weird part was uh, that whole like um, entity was was doing super well, and they were doing a nice little lower bracket run and stuff mm-hmm. like that. With even though they didn't have their carry, was the was the fact that they couldn't qualify for TI even if they won that major. It seems uh, it seems kind of weird, but also like it, that is kind of the point. It almost makes me wonder if you need to like split up points. Like if you win the major, you're just automatically invited. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then what's the point of like then winning multiple majors makes that weird. I don't know. But it did uh, It did make me uh, think about the point system. I don't really envy Valve in that regard of having to balance the point system to get incentivized teams to like play for all of them. Uh, but simultaneously not make it so some weird scenario like that stands out where a team like Entity, who didn't participate in any other, uh, didn't get any other DPC points besides qualifying for that major and playing in that major, couldn't go even if they won, you know? You know what sucks for Entity? Yeah, what's that? I think their team's going to get blown up after TI because people are going to people are gonna just pull all these players apart. Uh, yeah, probably. I think Stormstormer was, uh, I think Stormstormer is like a pretty hot commodity, uh, if like totally outsider perspective. Um, but from my eye test, I would say his performance on land was spectacular. He's pretty young. He is also like a great representative for any brand. Like he would be like immediately, I would want to pick him up if I am somebody like, alliance uh, or you know like that that is a player that i would want to build a roster around i liked watching him play i liked watching him play during the event i was thinking man this this guy might be like one of the best he might be the best mid in this tournament right now he was carrying that team really hard yeah he was crushing it and then i got to meet him he he was watching the liquid caves with us and honestly nothing but like great vibes and positive things to say about him totally totally chill dude nice and informative like humble just like talk to anybody uh i i think that after meeting him you just kind of like know like oh this person probably has a bright future gameplay aside i i I think that that storm stormer stocks or something you should all invest in 
Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely agree. I mean, between him and then Saberlight killing it at the major as well. Uh, it re does give me some hope for the future of Dota because I think players like that are like very important to keep people's interest in the game as mm -hmm. uh, it starts getting older and older and the player base starts drifting and stuff like that, that uh, people come back because some of these, uh, we talked about how the old personalities and old players are going to go away and you need these new guys to be compelling because mm -hmm. they won't have the, the same stories uh, like when you were no life in it at 18 watching Kuro and, and you know, like you were just building up in your head what he's like because there was no like interviews and stuff going on back then. You know, like you you just like fell in love with this player. But like you get older, you need a reason to really buy into a player. And I think uh, some of these guys like Saberlight and Stormstormer are really giving you good reasons to keep watching. Mm -hmm. I like it. I've, I have become a Stormstormer fan. Yeah. I've become a Stormstormer yeah. fan. Well, I have heard nothing but high praise in my interactions with him. He seems like a very sweet guy. So that just uh, kind of continues, I guess. Well, I'm also, uh, I, I guess now we just kind of look ahead. Uh, you're probably leaving to Malaysia sometime before we need to record next. So what are you there for? Like like a week-ish? I'll be there for 10 days. 10 days. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we'll do we can record another podcast maybe before right before I leave. Maybe, yeah, we'll figure that out. There, there, there might be a the next show might be post Malaysia or or shooting the ship pre Malaysia TBD. Tune in and find out next week ish and maybe asterisks. <laughs> yeah, that it, sounds about right for a side pull podcast. <laughs> We're professionals. <laughs> anything else? Anything else you want to touch on before I uh, before I toss over to Patreon questions? Uh, no. No, I think that's Good. it. Good. Well, okay. So speaking about being professionals, if you want mm -hmm. to fund this professional endeavor, you can go ahead and do that over on patreon.com slash side which multiple of you do who I met in person in Texas. And again, thank you. Thank you. I don't know how to say it anymore. Like, you know, thank you. Truly. Made me feel really good. And if you are a patron, sometimes we, uh, well, every time at the end of the show, we read a question that was submitted by one of y'all, and, uh, and and we answer it, because that's what questions need. Q's need A's. All right, this is a controversial one. Oh, no. It, in your opinion, what is Dota going to look like in 10 years? The game, the esports scene, the player's dead game, or an Olympic esport? From uh, Marcin Rojek. I'm sure I got your name wrong, but I tried. Okay, this is this is this is tough for me. Um I feel like um Dota more than any other game I think is riding that that edge. But I think more likely So I think there 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 are some games going on right now that are going to be not like evergreen, but they're going to go on in sort of an Olympic esports type. And I think League of Legends is one of those. I think League of Legends is like kind of secure in the fact that it has a big enough player base and it keeps on uh, it keeps on getting new players, even if it's not like maybe making the same numbers and stuff like that. It's still getting the next generation mm -hmm. that um, I, I think it'll just like it'll still be there. It'll still be a thing. It probably won't be the biggest esport. It won't be the biggest esport anymore, but I think it'll still be there. 
I think Dota's kind of riding that edge, and I think it might slip over to the the other side. Um, not that it's like not dead dead esport, um, but I think more like StarCraft two type esport. You know, where where like where StarCraft is right now, they still have events and stuff like that, but like most people aren't watching. Right? It's not really like in in uh, in people's uh, view. You know, when you're talking about the mainstream of esports, people aren't watching that. I think Dota, you know, absolutely like Dota has like a hardcore enough community that I think it'll take an extremely long time to die. And it's possible it even goes through some revitalization. But I have a feeling that it's not going. I, I think you actually need the developer to like keep the game uh, going to like the next stage of esports. Because I think we are going to hit a next stage of esports in 10 years, maybe sounds like a reasonable time to, to start looking at that next phase. Uh, and I think you need the developer to keep it going real strong before you get to that next phase. I heard a rumor at PGL Arlington Major in Texas over the weekend that um, Valve claims that they want 50 years of Dota. I mean, if they want to do that, I'm, I'll be here for it. <laughs> Eventually know? we'll like, be old, like, like yeah. close to like seventies old. <laughs> well, I mean, 50, 50 years in total or 50 more years of Dota? 50 years in total. Say we're that we're oh, down okay. 10, add 40 right, to your right. age and then, Oh, Oh boy. Yeah. We probably, we're probably taking I a mean, lot of pills. You look at some of those NBA broadcasters and, and baseball commentators and stuff, you know, like the, that's their age. They're in their 50s, 60s, 70s. So, you know, I, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind still being able to do this at that age. But, uh, if I'm to be like, perfectly blunt about it i'm not sure how much i'm going to bank my career on that idea like i'm gonna keep doing dota no matter what but i definitely don't feel that that like i don't feel like i can keep doing this full time forever mm -hmm. uh and that i definitely need to be able to find something else that is my like mainstream of income and then be able to, to hopefully have the flexibility to keep doing Dota on Dota on the side, like that's that would be the ideal. But I mean, if they, they hey they they keep it going, I'll, I'll be very happy with that. I think that I am going to be playing and watching Dota in into my forties. Also, there's rumors going around about a new Valve game. Have you guys have you seen this? I, uh, I don't know anything about that. There, no, there's the the Valve Network, ne whatever that guy is. He shall not be named. <laughs> whatever his, his his freaking name is, he put out a, a thing about a new game, and I don't know, that makes me wonder, like, if that game is a success. Unlike, um, don't say uh, it, don't say 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 it. <laughs> that which shall also not be named. <laughs> Uh, the game that shall not be named. Uh, like if it is a success, I can't imagine they, there's like uh, a ton of people that like will want to stick with Dota. Probably want to move on to like something that's new and exciting within the the Valve hip scene. You know, yeah. But uh, I mean, like I also trust there are some developers uh, and stuff in Valve that are 
as hardcore Dota fans as we are. So here's somebody who will keep the game going. I am going to play Dota into my 40s. I, I anticipate that's going to be the case. That I think, sounds like a terrible life decision. Listen, watch Dota until your 40s, but like playing Dota? Uh, 